Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I'm Simone de Rochefort, Senior Video Producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu, Executive Director of Rebellion Pack, and Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft. How are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've raised a quarter of a million dollars, so Yo. I'm doing pretty well. Thank <laughs> you so good. much for covering for me last week, you guys. I listened to the episode today and yesterday, and it was so good. I feel like it was Renee. I Honestly, mean, I showed thank up you, Renee. and just turned in a B performance. Renee turned that episode into an A. He brought a good energy. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be talking about him to, again today, of course, because we will be covering the iPhone reviews now. Last week, announcement. This week, reviews. But well, Reviews oh, part one. Reviews part one, yes, because we've gotten two of the four models of iPhone. So stay tuned. <laughs> Apple's really just doing this for us. They're making yeah. us make content. They're helping plan the show. Like they we really don't are. have to decide that topic. <laughs> it's just Apple automatically. Thank you, Apple. Tim Thank Cook himself dominating. visits the production line and is like, no, no, no. Hold this one back. This is for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the ladies. <laughs> Okay, well, enough laughter. We are doing a uh, we're doing a topsy turvy show this week because sometimes things that should be on bottom come out on top. And <laughs> yes, folks, it is a dessert first show. And this week's dessert is Zoom Wank. <laughs> Just want to say, if you have kids in the show in the car with you, maybe unless they're they're older, this may not be the best first episode of Rocket skip for you. This so one. just putting this out just there. Skip this one. So <laughs> if you have been on Twitter at all this week, you have you are familiar <laughs> too familiar with what we're about to talk about. I'm sorry. And if you've not been on Twitter, allow me to ruin your day. So <laughs> earlier. It was revealed that Jeffrey Tubin of The New Yorker had, quote unquote, inadvertently exposed himself during a, and I'm not making this up, Zoom role play of New Yorker staffers of some kind of election debate where there were people role playing as Democrats and Republicans and Tubin himself was representing, quote unquote, the courts in some kind of weird election preparation role play, role play which is weird in and of itself because the new yorker is a magazine it adds just such a dimension to this it does uh, <laughs> honestly the real the role-playing part of it is i think my favorite part sorry go on no it's really the you're correct it is the cherry on the sunday of <laughs> of this whole story so tubin is of course a new yorker writer longtime new yorker writer pundit and C uh, occasional cnn analyst apparently during the call it looked to his colleagues as if he were on a second video call. Um, and then he the camera panned down and he was just <laughs> jacking right off in the middle of that Zoom meeting. Um, and then it, this was during a, a break in their, their little debate. They were in breakout rooms and I guess he had nothing else to do. Uh, and then came back to the meeting, came back to the meeting as if nothing had happened because in his mind, nothing had happened. Uh, later, when it was revealed, <laughs> revealed, um, mm. like, hey, um, by the way, this happened, and P.S. You're suspended. Uh, his statement was that he had thought that he had muted his video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listeners, he had not. No, um, he had not. <laughs> and I suppose he's very, very sorry. Um Reactions to this fiasco have ranged from what I will say rightfully indignant and confused and disgusted to uh, another strange uh, yes. reaction, as noted in, uh. by Miles Klee in Mel Magazine, uh, Luke Winky in his newsletter on posting and several other places. A re the, they're observing this reaction of, it's time for us to stop judging well, can we cancel what people can we cancel people for every little thing that they do, every little mistake that they make? 
to which yeah. I think I can say, before we open the floor to discussion, I can say, as a representative of Rocket, don't jack off on an important <laughs> meeting call. Yes. Or wait. in the workplace. Like, like, just wait, like, 30 <laughs> minutes, dude. Like, seriously. Like, 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 I, I think that, I, I will say this, I think that all of us can agree, because when this first broke... It was unclear the circumstances. Uh, Vice broke the story. And when it first broke, it was unclear what the circumstances were. And all we knew is that he had maybe exposed himself on a call. And people were trying to figure out, okay, well, what, what's the situation? Obviously, he didn't intend to do this. What was going on? Then the truth comes out. And it's actually way, way worse. Because, no, he clearly did not intend to do this. And clearly, he made an, a big oopsie. But also, clearly, he was like had two calls, two video apps running at once and was still, you know, Zoom winking. And (laughs) dude, no. Yeah, let's be clear. Accidentally not turning off your video when you're jacking off in a meeting, that's not the mistake. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And and also was made long ago. Exactly. And and also, it's, it's, you know, like, to me, it doesn't actually matter. Like, people are like, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't realize his camera's on. He wasn't jacking off to the people in the meeting because uh, that was originally kind of like a, a, a thought before, like, the details came out. And like, yeah, doesn't change the fact that maybe don't get on with your cam girl because we know it was a cam girl. It had to be. It absolutely had to be. Um, don't get don't do that while you're also in a work call. Like, maybe you reschedule wank time. Like, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's cause, really cause fair. Th- There's also the InfoSec argument, right? Like, I feel very strongly you want your wank device separate from your work device, right? You Brianna, thank you as always for bringing it back to InfoSec. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, but you're, you're right. Yeah, you don't want people to be able to hack into Make this stuff. Make a new username for your account, you like do so like you different money, device. go buy another device like right. keep it separate I, I like have you ever had this happen that you go and look at a co-worker's phone I have mm-hmm. and they like accidentally hit the private tab and then like you see that their porn is <laughs> that they enjoy that's an awkward moment yeah. separate those devices uh, also, yeah, no, right. totally. And here's the thing. I'm not criticizing anybody who wants to have like a mid-afternoon whatever. Right. Because you know what? Like the times are tough right now. It sucks. Our workplace is our home. Like it's all terrible. Here's what I do criticize though. When you have those things that you need to do, do not be on a work call. Like how is that difficult? Like genuinely, like I, I don't, it's just also it was a 10-minute breakout session. So you're just thinking, okay, well, I have 10 minutes of downtime to kill. I guess I can just, like, rip one off. Like, You know now, what that I mean, time is for? Yoga and self-reflection. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. Here's a thought. If you really can't control yourself, turn off the freaking Zoom call and rejoin. Like... How about... He, he, okay. Here... Again, I... Personally, I, again, I'm staking my claim on wait till the meeting is over or in fact until the workday is over to jack off however here's yes. my alternate suggestion leave the freaking room <laughs> yes uh, exactly precisely this is this is my point and also to Bree's point like use a different device it, that would be good go take like, your go phone to the, to the bathroom take your phone to the bathroom <laughs> i'm sorry like and again again not condoning <laughs> no, just offering no. the, like just offering how many alternatives there were to literally exactly. taking a second call on the device that you were on a meeting with, like the freaking mo- the upper echelon of political minds at the freaking yes. New Yorker. Also, you're Jeffrey Tubin. You wrote a really great book. Like he he's written really good books. His book um, on um, uh, the nine is like the definitive like book about the Supreme Court. Uh, the run for his life, the O.J. Simpson book was was turned into the best TV show. I maybe ever show. the the, the yes. American uh, you know the 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 people versus OJ Simpson and one of the things I tweeted I was like if this ruins the OJ show and and it hasn't but but OJ and I, I who I I have to say you know was was not convicted of murder but we all know did it uh got off a really good burn which um made me hate myself for having to retweet OJ Simpson but I had to because <laughs> he he got, got off, off a really huh? Oh my god. Uh that was not even intended, but yeah, exactly. But 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 OJ had a really good burn. But the the whole the thing I don't get and I really appreciated Miles's piece from Elle magazine 
is this like weird like Zoom wake defense squad. It's like, okay, first of all, uh, Jeffrey Tubin has lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money. So no one needs to feel sorry for Jeffrey Tubin because but in all likelihood, his career is over. And frankly, it should be because if if you I, were I if, don't if, think so. I don't think so. Oh, I, I th- think they will revive him. Absolutely. I, do. I, I, I think. Well, I think what's going to happen, because here's the thing. He was not canceled when uh, with this whole love child scandal from a decade ago. And he would have absolutely been canceled for that now, which basically was he was having an affair with someone. Um, she got pregnant. He offered to pay for the abortion. Then she refused. Then he refused to pay child support. And it went through this very messy legal case where he would show up to his rare visitations with the child with his wife. It was very weird. And Ooh. and and uh, it was gross. Eesh. And 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 she was younger and and they'd met it in the Condé Nast cafeteria. Her father was also like a very famous, well-known analyst for CBS, which also made oh, things dear. complicated. So the whole thing was 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 fraught. And and given the Me Too and all the, the other state of the world now. A decade later, he would have absolutely been canceled for that. There's no way that he would have survived. He got away with that. He's now doing this stuff. So first of all, his wife, like, I'm not going to tell people what to do in, in their relationships and whatnot, but like, uh, they, 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 they've been married since 86. Uh, so they probably don't have a prenup. And uh, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like you, you might be able to do better. I mean, if but like, bar- If you've been married since, I almost said buried. Did you guys hear that? I did. What a freaking Freudian slip. If you've been married since 1986, you might as well hold on for life, right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. And, and maybe, maybe maybe they have an understanding. I don't want to like, again, like I'm not like going to tell people what to do in their relationships. But um, all I'm saying is I, I maybe they will rehabilitate him. And that's what it kind of seems like they're going to try to do. Although I'm not really sure how you can come back from this. Like, I don't think you can put this guy on TV again. No, no, no. I, here, here, I, I think that... For me, this is a fireable offense. And I think for yeah. somebody yes. lower in the totem pole, it would be a fireable offense. Absolutely. And hopefully you can get your career back elsewhere, having learned a really obvious, valuable lesson. You don't get to be Jeffrey Tubin and then also jack off at work and exactly. keep being this on is, CNN. Right, right, right. And this is this is my point. I'm like, I don't get the defense squad because it's like, first of all, this guy's really rich and has royalties and has done really well for himself. And even if his career is over, he's fine. And but but if this happened to any of us, a those same defenders would not be defending anybody. Uh, they would be enjoying this just as much as we all are. Uh, and and B, like as you said, anyone else would be fired. Mm-hmm. Like just because it was. I mean, like yeah. But also. You guys, this is so funny. I'm sorry, but it's this also is this, so funny. The, the, this this between this and Quibi, like this has really been like the levity that I've needed in my life. <laughs> Honestly, a, a, and we're a week not even of happy ending. We're not even getting no, into Giuliani not, oh, today. No. Oh yeah, right. yeah. That well, that was that's the whole thing. Oh, that's the whole thing too. I oh, love my it. God. I have to say about this. I mean, I think all of us on the show, like, we're sex positive. We're not anti masturbation. You know, like all of us. Like, there, there are literally three hundred episodes of of this. But I was, I was really struck by a piece. Uh, I, f- I forget who wrote this. I tried to find it before the show, but it was talking about the the difference in people at media companies because on one hand. You have the people in the content minds, like looking at the trends on Twitter, blasting out clickbait, asking themselves if they're going to be able to get 400 words on this or that just to be able to pay the rent. Those are a lot of media jobs. I have friends of mine that have had those media jobs. Same. And media... And meanwhile, we're having this talk about you know, rehabilitating someone that this is a really, 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 really big F up, right? Yeah. It's just this 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 caste system. Like, it's almost like Jeffrey Tubin is in this this club. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like this oh, media is. elite club. Oh, it's, and, it's not even almost. Right. He absolutely is. Yeah. Like, like. Like, like we, we, I used to work with a guy named Felix Salmon, and, and I, I don't care even that I'm putting this on blast because it's become public and I don't care, who yeah. was terrible and did nothing. And I, <laughs> I, I, he works for Axios now, but when he worked at Fusion, which then became Splinter, he never knew how to blog. He never filed anything. He was in our union, and we all found out what he made because some the, the pay thing was sent out accidentally. He made $450,000 a year. What? Yeah. Ugh. And and he was what? eventually he was yeah and he was eventually laid off 
um, when they could no longer afford to even keep him. But they'd laid off many, 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 many people who made $60,000 a year, <gasps> but kept him. And, and, and he also, it, the thing is, is that you can make the argument that there are some people who are worth it and, uh, and, and there are people who are and who also have the output to do it. He didn't even have the output. Like he literally never blogged and never <sighs> wrote anything and did nothing. And what he would do is he would loudly sit in the open workspace and yell on the phone with his contractor about stuff that he was doing to his kitchen. And then he would <laughs> tell people who were sometimes like were people people who were making $60,000 a year how they should make their own improvements to their apartments, even if they don't own, <laughs> just because it'll make things better. Meanwhile, uh. these are people who are like, pe- people who are like, yeah, I, I have to steal food from the kitchen to eat sometimes. And I have to worry about, you know, like how I'm going to, you know, make rent and other things and pay off my student loans. But yeah, please tell me more about how I should really invest That's in, you know, this type of tile. Right. And and like, I'm not going to begrudge anybody who is fortunate enough to make $450,000 a year. I I, right. I I don't, but, but I... I more power to you. And there are many journalists who make that who are worth every penny. Felix Salmon was absolutely not. And so, you, yes, there is a there's a total cast system. Um, uh, Tubin, because he's at The New Yorker, he's a CNN analyst. He was making at least half a million dollars a year. And that's before any of his book stuff and, and gets opportunities that other people who are not him and have not been at this for so long don't get. So, yeah, you're exactly right, Bree, that we're then trying to rehabilitate this guy who and I'm not all about eat the rich because plenty of my friends are rich, plenty of my friends aren't. But like anybody else would have been fired for this. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be a question. I keep thinking about this CNN segment I saw with him. And this, I swear to God, this is my one um, like thought with Jeffrey Tubin. This is what I think of every time his name came up. Before this, obviously, I have something yes. different going forward. But it was this, it was a segment of him. I think it was Anderson Cooper's show, and he's going up against uh, Alan Dershowitz. It's like, well, when I was in your class at Harvard, Mm. when I was at Harvard, you said this and that. Well, what we say at Harvard, Mm. and the whole segment was basically people talking about their, like talking about the news of the day through Harvard. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, do you understand what what a pretentious jackass (laughs) you're coming off as right now? And it's just, I've never found him particularly insightful. Um, Just just being real. Uh, Ari Melber, you know, he's also, uh, uh, he does legal stuff. He's 10 times better. And I just, I just feel like we've got to have a world where, where people, powerful men at the top can face consequences because mm-hmm. if a woman got caught doing this, her entire career would be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It, she would be a little freak. And that's what people yeah, would be saying. She, she, and she that's what be, they'd be saying. In fact, because she, yeah, it's not because right it, to do. Doing, <laughs> no, because doing this in the middle, like, again, like just in the work call, like no one's saying this was intentional. I will say this has been a good moment, I think, for all of us, which is like, uh, and it was funny because we, we were all trying to figure out how this happened. And my working theory was that maybe he had turned off the video, but then he opened up another video app and maybe Zoom then re-enabled the video. I don't know if that's mm. what happened or not. Maybe he just didn't know he turned it off. But um, a friend of mine was mentioning it in a group chat because I had like four group chats about this. Uh, <laughs> at, honestly, uh, that's not even hyperbole. Um, he was saying that he realized that he could have both Zoom and Google Meet open at once. And he didn't know that that would be the case. And I think a lot of people might not realize that the <laughs> the, the tech has gotten that good now. But this is a good reminder. A, uh, you can get like little privacy shields for your cameras. B, multiple video apps can be active at once. And C, and this is the most important one, don't jack off in the <laughs> middle of the workday while you're still connected to a call with your colleagues. Yeah. All right. That piece that Brie mentioned is by Maya Kossoff. It's on Medium, yes. and I've just put it in the show notes. If you want to read it, it'll be there. And this episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. If I'm just browsing online for work or just in my downtime, I don't like the idea of every little thing I'm searching for being recorded. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see 
every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter what ISP is near you. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. Dun, dun, dun. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit. It also keeps your information secure by encrypting 100%. That's 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, and even your smart TV, so there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Let me say something about the the number 100%. I've been playing a lot of baseball this week. And what it's taught me about percentages is that any percentage that's below 100 is basically garbage. (laughs) Like that's equivalent to zero. 100% is the amount of my data that I want to be encrypted. That rules. Um, protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit expressvpn.com rocket right now and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash rocket. expressvpn.com rocket to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of Rocket and all of Relay FM. Woo! All right, let's talk about some iPhone reviews. So, we all had a lot of fun last week with the Apple event, if you were Christina, Brianna, and Renee. <laughs> and I really appreciate <laughs> that. But now it's time to get down to business and see what people are saying now that they've had some hands-on time with these here phones. And that means... None of us, because we have not had review units. <laughs> However, we sure can read reviews. So we sure can. <laughs> we sure can. Uh, it sounds so. Uh, of the reviews that I have looked at, I I watched Renee's, I looked at the Verges, and I looked at Wired's, and I looked at Ray Wong's over at Input. Uh, the Wired one seemed kind of tepid, but Ray Wong is in love with this freaking phone. Yeah, he's gonna marry an iPhone. He, he is. And, and I loved his enthusiasm for that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically, the what I really liked what Renee said about it, which was essentially, yes, this is a price upgrade if you're going from the 11 to the 12. But what you're getting with the 12 is closer in specs to the 12 Pro than it would have been in previous years. And the 12 Pro, uh, that price isn't changing at all, which... Eh pretty cool if you if you want to stick with the 12 pro uh and i think for the first time hearing that i had a little sensation inside me that said it's only 150 dollars more at that point should i get should i upgrade to a 12 pro um and i will preface this conversation by saying that before we started this recording I went to the Apple Store website and I have a regular 12 like loaded up, locked and ready to order. Oh, really? And we will see by the end of this call whether I pull that trigger. I think you should go for the, especially with the work you do, I think you'd really benefit from the camera. I think you should really consider the pro. (sighs) That is so true. It's, It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. The video stuff alone, the fact that it can do the 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 4K Dolby Vision HDR in 60 frames per second. Like now, what Renee was saying last week about HDR videos not looking as good on YouTube, I had not heard that before. It doesn't necessarily surprise me, but I, I had never experienced that before. Uh, and that's made me kind of because I feel like that's the kind of mistake that I would make where I would want to shoot something in the highest quality and then go to put it on a platform where that quality is not right ugh, at its best. It's not appreciated. 
I have to, I, I don't know. Like you might want to look and see some videos that people put up of what the iPhone stuff in HDR looks like. My gut tells me that usually where it can look worse is if you were using like S-Log or some of the Canon like versions of HDR and like their formatting things and that that stuff might not translate well. I, my gut tells me that Apple is understanding that many people are going to be uploading HDR video to platforms like YouTube where people without HDR screens will be viewing it and would do whatever they could with their profile to not make it look like garbage. Okay. My favorite use case for it is there is a um, there's a, 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 a plugin you can get for Skype or Zoom or whatever it is. Um, and you can plug your iPhone into your your Mac and use it as a webcam. And it's it's at a point where it really works well. And the advantage to the pro is you, know, you set your camera up, you're trying to get you can really frame yourself to not get any of the garbage in the background of your office. Just really nail that <laughs> angle. But that's it's it's a helpful feature. I use the Zoom all the time. I would never go back to an iPhone without that Zoom. Actually, okay, that's also super tempting. And wait, but that's just on the Pro, or is that also on the regular twelve? The Pro is the only one with the with the multiple lenses, the three lens, right? Christina? No, they both have three lenses this time, right? No, 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 no. The the the, the twelve has two lenses. The the, right. the Pro and the Pro Max have three. Right. So if you want to get that optical oh, Zoom, you need to have the Pro. Okay. Right. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Because <sighs> it interpolates between the wide lens and the smaller lens, and like calculates it and makes mm-hmm. it all sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now the sensors are better uh, across the board, and so like the the, the camera is still going to be good on the on the pro, um, but you have that um, you know extra uh, focal length on the uh, you know the zoom lens on on the on the pro versus the 12. So sorry, the, the camera's still going to be great on the 12, but the the pro is going to give you that additional zoom and then the pro max goes even further beyond that, but that gets a, gets you into a different price tier and and, and a different again, type of thing. And again, that'll be our conference. That's our show for next month. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Exciting. So yeah. So I made a decision after the reviews came out. Um, I, I'm, we're still waiting for the Pro Max review. Just just note for that. Uh, mm-hmm. The difference only is the camera sensor is going to be much better. But Neilai Patel over at The Verge put out his opus <laughs> reviewing the video of this phone. And I looked very carefully at everything they put up. And the conclusion I came to is for me, I have the 11 uh, Pro Max from last year. Uh, and I don't think the differences are going to be, I suspect the differences are not going to be enough to tell because the differences in the 11 and the 12 uh, were very, very subtle. So mm-hmm. I've actually made the decision. I'm going to sit this out. Uh, as far as 5G, uh, Joanna Stern had a video of some really cool stuff about what mm-hmm. it will do at a, a stadium. Uh, I can't wait to go to stadiums again. But unfortunately, (laughs) I'm here in Dedham, Massachusetts, the ultra white suburbs outside of Boston, and we don't have 5G. So um, I just think in between the camera not being a huge upgrade and 5G, it's going to be great. It just needs more time for them to install towers. I think I'm going to sit out this year. I am surprised at that. You think even with the yearly upgrade it just wouldn't be worth it to to just stay in that program i'm in some program that's yearly upgrade i don't even know what it is i know at some point i'll keep paying them the 40 bucks a month and they'll stop sending me bills eventually and then i'll buy a new phone (laughs) they'll stop sending you bills and then we'll die right right. and then Mm -hmm. like christina you may have comment on twitter you're gonna be paying your iphone bill just forever and you know i made this joke before but it's a subscription model we're subscribing to our phones we we are and and yeah, it, it's a funny joke because it's true and like I think that that's a you make very valid points, Bree. For me, at this point, a the traded value of my um, eleven Pro Max is less than like what I would get if I just continued on the upgrade program. So that's point number one for me, where I'm like, all yeah. right, I I so so like, but but I always want the latest greatest. That's just who I am, and I'm I've come to terms with the fact that I'm just going to subscribe to my phone. I actually for years put off ever getting the upgrade plans. And I was just like, I would, I, I would just sell the phone each year. But at this point I actually can do better on the upgrade plan. But yeah, um, 
I'm still conflicted on my color. That, that's where, that's still my conflict. I don't know if I want the blue, which looks a little more teal, or if I want the gold. I do, before we move on to the color conversation, which is obviously so yes. very important to me, I do want to talk a little bit more about gaming that upgrade system. Because I, yes. I remember when I went from the 8 to the 11, um, I was paying something around 40-ish for the 8 per month. And somehow I traded in that 8. And I'm now paying 20-ish a month for the 11. That seems wrong. I'm thrilled about it. However, I, I <laughs> Ooh, now am excellent. extremely attached to that price point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can do I can do the 12 for that. It, it'll it'll work out because I have T-Mobile. Um, my question is, because see, now I'm afraid because I'm locked in at this particular price, I'm afraid to skip a year. Because right. I don't know because what the, then you might go up. Yeah. yeah. And the trade in I considering I think that now they're moving to 5G tech and there will probably even be other significant upgrades, hardware upgrades that I can't foresee in future phones. My eleven might not have the same trade in value two to three years down the line as my eight did when I traded in for the eleven. So uh, Oh, that's also a bit that's actually, a, you, I think you're actually probably right there, honestly. Am I gambling? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think you are. I think that's actually really sensible. I think that your trade-in will be less than what the eight was equivalent. Uh, be, again, because of, as you mentioned, like the, if, if just for nothing else for the 5G thing, like even if that's not like something that everybody has in a few years, it'll be much more of like a every phone needs to have this sort of thing. Yeah. In the same way that they all have no headphone jack now, they'll probably all have those exactly. sensors. Exactly. So I think it's it's a combo of that, but but also if you are on like a twenty dollar twenty ish plan and you can you can upgrade for that, that's really good. How what would it be if you upgraded to a, a iPhone twelve Pro? Oh, let me check. I didn't even i i made this i i made this tab before I became tempted by the Pro. Um. Also, can I just say here's my my little complaint for Apple as I am navigating their website. <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize that it does say shop right at the top when I'm on the page for the 12 Pro, but they really do trick you into scrolling down through roughly five years worth of beautifully moduled web page <laughs> to show you no clear <laughs> shot of the phone on that home page, and it drives me out of my dang mind um all right i am on the page for the pro it is loading so slowly because it's like you're recording a podcast you should focus okay let's the this is a great segue to talk about the colors actually um it looks like i can do it for mm, 45 with okay the 256 uh and the t-mobile offer so okay. it it's it's basically doubling it. Um and I don't love that even though I am done with my student loans. Yeah, at that point at that point I just buy two phones, right? Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say at that point you would probably be better off like getting a second line and getting like another phone versus <laughs> just just so that I'm paying <laughs> as much money as possible for something that I don't need. Right. Like honestly at that at that point I think you're better off with the 12. I, I think looking at this, I agree because that, that's like it's just not where I want to be right now, especially at this point in the pandemic and also never leaving my home as I do now, which anyway is a great segue to colors. I know last week you mm-hmm. guys made a very, very salient point, which is that they're offering all these classy colors to the pro purchasers. And that's absolute crap. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. I want give me the trashy colors. The 12 colors are very good. That is what I will say about them. I really love the blue. The green, I'm not so much a fan of. I know with the with the iPad Air, when I buy that, I am going to get it in green, but I don't like the green on the phone as much. Um, black and white are just whatever. And the red, I love the red. I, I like the vibrancy of it. I like the orangeness of it. I think it looks great. Yeah, well, I want for the Pro Met phones. I want them. So, so Lexus a few years ago came out with this color called Structure Blue, and it wasn't pigmented paint. It was, uh, do you know, like the way a butterfly wings uh, like refract light? Yeah. So it was actually this white 
sheet of paper, like sheet of plastic that was folded in a way that refracted like a butterfly, even though it was white and reflected blue. It was the most pure blue you've ever seen. Like, bring us that kind of awesome technology to the colors of the pro line. If I'm paying 200 extra dollars, it's like, come on, Apple. That would be Deliver for us. Yeah. You guys slandered the Pacific blue last week, but I actually do really like, or maybe Brie, you specifically slandered it. That was I was going to say, I'm I'm, I'm conflicted whether I want the Pacific blue or the gold. Like, I'm still very conflicted on that. I love the gold. That's what I was going to say. I think it looks great i really want to see like an actual photo of the phone like somebody holding it in the same world um but i love the gold and i think the pacific blue like it it is super classy it's super elegant and i like it quite a lot and like i have the yellow phone right now so you know that i don't have taste but <laughs> i love the yellow phone and i love that for you um yeah. you. yellow is yeah yellow is a great color cars in yellow gorgeous also simone the ipad air is now available I saw, I saw, and I I didn't pull the trigger yet because they teased me for so long by having it not available. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk briefly about the shape again, since I didn't get to talk about that next week. Uh, I've been living that caseless life for a while. So for me, that uh, those squared off edges, uh, that is a great, great change. Um, and yeah. I mean, it's the return to the iPhone 4 format, right? So that to me is just going to be something that makes it easier for me to hold on to my phone with my uh, terrible, terrible hands. Yeah, I've been living the caseless life too because my clear case like broke or something and it cracked and I was just like, oh, I never leave the house, so I don't need to a case anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to have the the, the chamfered edges back. Uh, although John Gruber, I, and I thought his review was very good too, he commented that uh, he he didn't like hate going back to the older design as much as he thought that he would. Uh, <laughs> but obviously everybody is, is very happy that Apple is like, yes, we are bringing back the old design. Um, 2010 was was peak iPhone design. And we're all like, yeah, we know. We, we knew it then. We know it now. There's no reason to like, it's it's a brawn esque design, like also like absolutely like give us any kind of different body shape at this point. It's <laughs> it's been so many years of these increasingly just like sleek disc disc like phones. Um, totally. I'm excited for something that looks a little bit different, even though again it's basically the same. I can't live the cases life. I envy both of you if you're coordinated enough to do it. I drop my phone approximately 5,000 times a day. I drop it when I'm pelotoning. I drop it when I'm on the couch. I drop it when I'm stealing the blanket from Frank aggressively and the phone <laughs> flies across the room. Uh, my phone is a miracle that it survives. And the one thing that's really encouraging about this is that ceramic shield. If they're saying that's actually four times stronger, like I could go I could have naked iPhone again. I could, you could I could, you could, I could go that way. And it's tempting. Is it, is it $1,500 tempting? No, no, it's <laughs> tempting. <laughs> um, I, I loved in Joanna Stern's video for the Wall Street Journal. She was like, Apple told me I couldn't, you know, uh, drop <laughs> test the phone. Uh, so, so instead she started just like, you know, like throwing it, uh, which was great. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, she didn't do like the, the, the real drop test that that'll come. But yeah. Um, so what color are you thinking, Simone? The green? The blue. The blue. The blue. The blue. blue. Okay. Yeah. I no, like the blue. No, no, the, 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 the blue for the iPhone 12, I like that blue better than the blue, Pacific blue on the 12 Pro. Yeah, it's very yeah, vibrant. Yeah. Very yeah. rich. Oh, you guys, am I gonna do this? I think you should. If, especially if it's like 20 something a month. Yeah. Actually, here's my test for you guys. Do I have Apple Care? Because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how to check. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would say uh, if I logged into stupid Apple's website. Yeah. yeah, just put your serial number into Apple Care Check and it will tell you. So uh-huh. also you can buy Apple Care monthly. You can pay like um I don't remember yeah, what I it know. is. I'm but trying be- not to up my monthly price. I understand that, but I just got to say, you know, Simone, it's like, I remember when I first met you and you're, you're literally taking the bus 
and now in I 2020, still take the bus because Chris- it's right. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, Aunt Christina. How dare you slander has- the bus? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying, Christina's a bad influence. That's all I say because you're talking hey, about. An she iPad is a bad influence. That's true. And, I am a bad influence. I'm a terrible and, influence. And an iPhone at the same time. That's crazy. Like that's that's bananas. That is that is the Christina influence, and I don't feel bad for it. And also, I also take the bus, so you know, like. <laughs> I don't take the bus ever. You no. own a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> Truth, facts. Okay, I'm checking to see if I have Apple Care. <gasps> They're unable to complete my request at this time. Okay, it looks like I will not be pulling the trigger as we are recording this episode. However, <laughs> um, I, I do think that financially it makes sense for me to stick in the upgrade program and get that uh, nice new blue phone and take some good low light pictures with it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that there's, it's some good quality of life changes minus what they're taking out of the box, which I don't know if we want to talk about, like retread that ground this week. Um, and for me to just like stay in the game and be able to take better photos and then also just have a faster phone, um, I think that that is worth the upgrade. Granted, do I think it would be worth it if I were a new Apple purchaser? I don't necessarily. Like, I would probably go for one of the older and still very good models, like the 11 or the uh, one of the 10 models. Um, especially because if they're taking the freaking charger out of the box, which, okay, yes, it turns out we are going to talk about it. Uh, I was going to, I was going to say, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're as outraged about this as I am because last week, I don't think that we were sufficiently outraged. And you can't fool um, me with your earth saving message, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what pisses me off about it. The more I've thought about it, I'm very excited about the return of, of the MagSafe brand, even if it's not the MagSafe we actually love. But if you buy that MagSafe charger for 30 bucks or $40 or whatever, it still doesn't come with a power brick that you need to use with it. That's what so you put still me need over to have a brick. Edge. Me too. This is this is what got me. I was like, because I, I could rationalize. I was like, oh, well, I, you can just buy the MagSafe thing, and and that'll surely come with one of the box. Nope, sure won't. No, how could you be selling a totally new charger and not have a way to plug it into a wall? What? Yeah. It, like, <laughs> well, the idea is you plug it into your your obviously your your three thousand dollar MacBook Pro that you've gotten there, oh. got there with the USB C uh, into it, or yeah, your iPad. Of course. Oh God, how stupid of me! I except, 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 except the frustrating thing there is you can only charge one thing at once, even if it has the power to charge multiple things. Now, <laughs> I do have a few Anchor chargers that have multiple USB C ports that are cheaper and better than the Apple ones. And um, and I recommend that people use those sorts of things. But yeah, it's like it's it's beyond frustrating um, that to me, like at least last year with the with the Pro Max or whatever, the pros like it came with the 18 watt charger. Mm-hmm. And 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 I was like, that's that's a nice thing. That way we can do quick charging. And I, I could understand um dropping the ear pods, even though I do feel like that's kind of like whatever too. Like I, I can get that and 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 beats uh the new um the beats X uh, successors, I can't remember what they're called, are now fifty dollars, which actually is a great price and very affordable. And that's like a, a good thing, I think, for for people like as an alternative if if you can't uh, uh afford um AirPods, like that's gonna be something that can you know, fill the wireless need for you and not much more than a pair of wired headphones with the lightning cable would be, right? Beats Flex, that's what they're called now. Uh, 50 bucks, I think that's good. But the dropping of the charger is just really egregious, especially when you're talking about the 12 Pro mm-hmm. because you're already spending over $1,000 on a phone and you're not going to even give me a charger. Like, shut up. That's the thing. I, I agree with you about the headphones because I think at this point, even if you you know you're you're new to the apple system and you don't have ear earbuds it's more likely now that somebody has a pair of bluetooth headphones than ever yeah. before so i can understand dropping the headphones that's not like a a one to one thing where i have phone i need headphone like the those two things don't necessarily go together however 
I have phone. I need charger. I buy charger. I need to plug charger into electrical source. That is a very, (laughs) those two things are very tied together. You can't have a charger that you just can't plug into things. And yes, you can plug it into another laptop or something like that, something um, USB powered. But that is such crap. You should be able to plug that thing into a wall. Come on. And and, until the day when every... And to uh, to add insult to injury... If you do, everybody's excuse as well. We all have a million of those little, you know, five watt for chargers. Well, no, no, but it gets, no, but no, see, it's worse, Simone. It's worse. Yes, we all have those five watt chargers, but those are USB A type chargers. (sighs) The cable that comes in the box is USB C to lightning. So you can't even use that cable with your existing charger. You have to buy either a different cable, which is like 20 bucks from out 20 or 30 dollars from apple or you get like a better one because the apple cables are garbage from um anchor or someone or you have to buy another charging brick but unless you are like me and brie and to a lesser extent you and deeply embedded into the you know apple fiefdom because that's really what it is <laughs> we're serfs to apple is really what our lives are so if, if you're deeply embedded in in the, the apple surf system then you might have USB-C bricks that you could, you know, like do double duty with your iPhone. But if you're not, then you've got your you have to spend either the money on getting a different cable or you've got to use your old janky cable or you have to buy a new charging brick. So I, even the charging bricks we already have don't work. I think until the day when USB wall sockets are as ubiquitous as prong wall sockets, they need to include an adapter in the box with the charger. I'll even give them the phone at this point. Take it out of the phone box. Okay. But you have to include it in the box with the MagSafe charger. What are you doing? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. If you want to take it out of the phone, then it needs to come with the MagSafe. The fact that it's not with the MagSafe, that was what drew, and I found that out after we recorded last week. And that's what put me over the line. And I was like, okay, you've got to be kidding me because any like environmental argument here is complete bs because if you're buying that magsafe Mm -hmm. thing i also think it's complete bs because you're you're shipping like 10 colorways like yeah there's not there's not a lot of uh, production uh there's not a lot of resources being saved here when you are producing eight colors eight skews of foam (laughs) you're no you're exactly right it's like also they got rid of the plastic cover apparently it's paper now it's still very satisfying, but you know, like the how you know the best part of getting a new iPhone is like ripping like the plastic off. Right, right. Yeah, they they they've got rid of that apparently to be more environmentally friendly. I won't friendly. complain about that. That seems like an okay thing to me. I just feel like the charger I got with my iPhone 11 Pro, it's like the fastest, nicest charger that I have. I yeah, when I cook, I, agree. I keep it in my kitchen, and you know, I just know it's gonna like. I know like in the time it takes me to cook a meal, it's going to be 100% charged. It's great. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it feels nice. I just, yeah. yeah. It is. It is. And now they want us to pay like $40 for one. So, yeah. yay. Yes. Uh, I will say the MagSafe, like the way that it snaps onto the back of the phone, looks very cool. Sound, seems like it feels very I can't cool. wait. Pretty jacked I, about that's that. That's really tempting. Yeah. yeah. I'm really tempted for that. <laughs> now that we've trashed it for 15 minutes, let's admit Although, that Brie, we all want Brie, it. We do. But also, Brie, you can use that at least with um, the accessories or whatever. You can use it with your old phone. You can use the MagSafe. It just won't have all the features, but it will work with the older devices. Wait, it'll clip to my... uh, So the one use case I want for it is... uh, So... You know, in my car, oh, it'll, oh got, it'll charge, but it won't clip. Yeah, yeah, that's why I want it's the clip. Like yeah. I went to adhere there really snugly. So, oh well. All right, so seems like it is a good year to upgrade. Maybe not a good year to buy in. Uh, the guts of the phone, very good. Cameras, very good. Some frustrations around what exactly Apple is shipping out with these new phones. Does that pretty much sum up our feelings on the iPhone 12? That's it. That's That's it, it, baby. Let's take a brief detour into Google Antitrust before we close out the show. So after 
many, many months of gesturing at the big tech companies, the U.S. Department of Justice has finally actually filed a lawsuit against Google alleging anti-competitive behavior. Uh, This lawsuit boils down to the idea that Google, while Google has gained its prowess in search by legitimate means, it's maintaining them by extortionate means, namely like aggressively clinging to that status as the quote unquote default search engine through offering bundles and making agreements with other companies so that it is the default that's offered when you get your new device. And well, why, why search for another one when Google's right there? Uh, therefore creating a quote unquote self-reinforcing monopoly. Google rebutted that and was like, um, how dare you call us out for being so easily available and basically (laughs) compared its position to how cereal brands will pay to be on eye level shelves instead of on the floor and said was basically the same thing. Like we're paying to be eye level when you open up Safari on your iPhone. How is that wrong? We're so easy. Um, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out because people are saying, a lot of people like Neelai Patel are saying on Twitter, it seems like the uh, U.S. Department of Justice is not coming at them hard enough and it's coming at them for things that Google has already like batted away in uh, European cases. Uh, but Stratechery took a different stance that, that, that this case, uh, the positioning on this case is slightly different. And that all sounds very complicated. What do you guys think about this case? I was inclined to agree with Neelai Patel uh, about this. Like, when I saw the news drop, my first thought was good. Uh, if you look through the merits of the EU case, it obviously had tremendous merit over there. It was, what was it, a $1.2 billion set of fines over there. It was absolutely ridiculous. But then as you look more closely at this case, it really does seem like uh, the Bar Justice Department is trying to get a quick win in uh, before an election. Um, you know, it's it's they don't have anything like you know what was it it was the the agreements between uh advertising agreements between people that's not really the strongest uh basis for for an antitrust lawsuit but i'd love to know what you think christina yeah i mean i think it's interesting i think that it this is one of those situations where this is not going to be resolved before the election there's there's no chance um they, they brought the you know um the case out, but this doesn't get re- resolved before then. Um, and uh, it just I wouldn't be I don't, I don't even think it'll get I don't even think the first part of the docket will happen yeah. before the election, uh, let alone the inauguration of whoever happens to be you know, president. So I think in that case, you know, it, it is to, in some regards kind of a paper tiger kind of situation, because we've seen this happen before with antitrust case where um, you know, it, it happens, you know, uh, towards the end of, of, you know, one administration's term and maybe that same administration will continue uh, or, or maybe, you know, it won't. And when new people come into office, I mean, e- even if, if Donald Trump is, is reelected, there's no telling that that, you know, Barr will continue to be attorney general. Um, so it, it opens up a lot of questions of when we'll even see any action on this. Uh, and I tend to I tend to be kind of in the agreement of like, there are some very valid things I think to go after Google about. I don't know if these are the strongest arguments, but I'm also not a lawyer. Uh, and uh, Google has spent a lot of time arguing some of these similar things in Europe. I will say though that it can really just depend on uh, the way that the people are feeling in the United States. I will say in general, even though I'm not opposed in theory to you know uh, breaking up big tech. I also have questions about how it would be done and if Congress actually understands what those ramifications are and also like what the impact of some of those things would be. Um, And I think that when we look at Google, although search is certainly a big area where they have a monopoly, for a lot of people, it's the ad tech that is the the more egregious part of um, of, of mm. Google and the fact that they are uh, Facebook has has a big you know part of this too, but the Google is so intrinsically with with its double click acquisition and with what it's done there is is like so far and ahead far ahead of anybody else and so dominates that space that the fact that that's not even one of the things that's being discussed here it feels like a missed opportunity. Um, but 
Yeah, it's really, as I was reading through the the piece about this case, it just struck me how, what a mountain it would be for anyone else to try to compete on Google's level because of the just years and years of machine learning they have behind yeah. advertising and search results. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I definitely don't know enough about the law to say whether this is a good angle or a bad angle to come at them over um but it it definitely uh, it's interesting to see a start of the antitrust cases uh, and it's interesting that this is the angle that the US DOJ is it that the abbreviation yes. it's not just DJ that, that is. <laughs> the no. DOJ no, it's not. chosen it's DOJ yeah um but yeah i i don't know it, it just Given what this government's, and I mean the U.S. government, not just like specifically the Trump administration, given the lack of fluency when it comes to tech that the U.S. government has demonstrated, I just don't know that that this wouldn't be something that Google would just bat right back. AOC is able to get on Twitch and do uh, uh, Among Us right now. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that IQ is going up there. Um, maybe, maybe. Although, yeah. although I, I mean, I think the thing is, though, I think the thing that gets me is that really the focus here is on the default search engine status. And to me, that's the least egregious part of anything that Google does. And that's the least uh, responsible for Google's search monopoly. I mean, I, I think that we it, it's difficult to ignore the fact that Google does have the best search product. Uh, and and that's just accurate. Like that's that's not to me a, a disputable thing. Google has the best search engine. Now I think that you can say that the way that Google presents results and prioritizes its own products over competitors and uses its own prowess to push its own uh, tools above others is problematic. I think the fact that they own the company that is responsible for all flight tracking that every mm. other flight tracking company has to license from Google is problematic. They own ITA Matrix. Like, I think that is a problem. I think the fact that, you know, uh, companies like like Yelp and, and even Amazon, who is obviously bigger in retail, Amazon is not part of Google shopping and, and Amazon links will show lower, you know, in those things. And Google pushes their own shopping links ahead of, of other things. I think that's all problematic. But the fact that, Apple has negotiated to pay Google, you know, or the Google has negotiated to pay Apple a certain amount of money to be the default search engine and that other companies have done the same thing. That to me doesn't strike me as a strictly like uh, monopolistic thing in the fact that you could say, oh, well, you know, Bing, which disclosure, the company I work for makes, Bing would be super successful if it weren't for the default position of Google. No, you know what? That's that's not true because Bing is the default search engine on the number one desktop <laughs> platform, and it's still not. Yeah, and and you know, and DuckDuckGo has made bids to try to be the default for things, and and they haven't won. And you know, Firefox. One of the reasons you know Mozilla took a, a an enormous amount of money from from Yahoo when when Marissa Meyer was there, and she paid them. I don't remember how like how many, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to have the search exclusive rights on in, in Firefox. And A, that ended up, you know, being a problem when um, uh, Yahoo was sold. And, you know, they had to find a way to end that deal. And, and Google is still, you know, swooped in and, and paid less, but is still paying for that that default search position. Um, and, and it's not as if Yahoo's search somehow became better just because they were the default on, you know, Firefox. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly that argument could have stopped at Bing because that is legitimately when I open up a Windows <laughs> machine, the literal first thing I do. Yes. And that's, is you that's change the it. DOJ's entire argument is people don't want to go that extra step. Oh, I go th- I go there. Oh, I go that extra step. I mean, look, I use I, I use Microsoft Edge as my main web browser. I think that the Edge browser is fantastic. It now uses the, you know, it's based on Chromium, uses Chrome extensions. It's faster. I really, really like it. It doesn't have all the Google you know, stuff where they track every single thing that I do. I really like it. I use it on every platform. It's my default search engine, or not search engine, it's my default browser. The first thing I do is I change the default search engine from Bing to Google. That is the very first thing I do. And I am arguably like financially incentivized to use Bing, and I don't use Bing. Mm -hmm. So... All right. So we will keep reviewing this case as it moves through the courts I uh, would like to talk about what we're doing this week. 
Um, and I would like to start with guys. I finally found out I don't have Apple Care. Do you think that I should get it? Well, okay, I'm up to minds of this. It's worth it for the accidental damage protection. Okay, well, actually, two things. One, what credit card are you buying it on? Uh, my uh, Capital One card. Okay, so we need to check and see if you have any sort of like extended warranty on that because if you oh, do, this is so complicated. Then, then, I know, but it, it it's it's worth it. The the real reason you want Apple Care is if you accidentally drop it and break it, so you don't have to pay the five hundred dollars or whatever to fix the broken screen. Um, if you're not going to be leaving the house and if you're not concerned about that, then if you're going to be replacing it in a year anyway, the year warranty is probably fine. Hmm. But also, actually, ooh, we should check and see when this expires, but I believe that you now have until like maybe next year to buy Apple Care. Like you don't have to buy it at time of purchase anymore oh, because it's COVID. Sure. They like extended yeah. it. So you could put it off temporarily and then like make the decision in a few months if you feel like, okay, things are opening back up. I'm leaving my house. I'm afraid of dropping my expensive phone. Like I always buy it because if I'm spending $1,500 on a phone, I'm buying Apple Care. I'm spending the extra hundred bucks or whatever. Here, I, I guess, would be my my argument in favor <laughs> of it. Considering that, is I am definitely planning on going skiing this year, and oh yeah, I will get be Apple carrying Care. my phone in my pocket. Um, that being said, I've never broken a phone skiing yet. Yeah, but you've all you've also only gone skiing like one season, right? <sighs> With a phone, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. You're such a responsible person. Just spend the money. <laughs> Just do it and don't stress it. Okay. Okay. I clicked the Apple Care. Friggin' okay. We're at 31. Out of all of us, you are the responsible you one. You are, actually. You, you are. are the submit. You're like, like, you're not the Samantha. Sorry. You're the Charlotte. Thank you. I Rocket. am the Charlotte. That takes me you from are the Charlotte. 24 a month to 31 a month. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, what I'm actually doing this week <laughs> is playing baseball. Have you guys heard about baseball? No, but I want to play it now. I really like the idea of it because baseball sound is fun to say, frankly. Baseball is very fun. Uh, I have been suffering through it. So baseball, if you're not familiar with it, is a browser-based fantasy baseball game um, that has a delightful surrealist tone, uh, similar to Fallen London or Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, there are very many teams. You choose a team to be a fan of, and you get little. You get a little bit of money whenever they win. But the real object of the game is to bet on all of the games that are happening. Um, and right now, betting is a little bit ridiculous because as of season 11, the only two weather types are black hole and sun two. And if a team scores 10 points in a game, their score is reset to zero. And if, (laughs) so it becomes a, a real nightmare when you're trying to figure out which team is best, because if a team is good, that's good. But if a team is too good, then they'll get 10 points and go back to zero and if the other team was at five or even trailing at two, you're really boned. Um, the real, I think, charm of baseball is in the online community that has sprung up around it. Um, because all of there, there's no visuals within the game, really. It's just all procedurally generated names of characters who are batting for these teams. Uh, my team is the Dallas Stakes, of course, as in S-T-E-A-K-S, Stakes. Um, I'm watching them play the Canada Moist Talkers right now. And <laughs> Eugenia Garbage is to bat for the Moist Talkers <gasps> against Kit Adams's. Um, Kit Adams's current vibe is far less than ideal. Um, and the Moist Talkers are winning four to zero. So that's really bad for me. I, I'm now depressed. But um, the <laughs> community has just created these incredible fictions around these characters and around the strange events that happen in the game. And it is so delightful. Um, and it's it, you can be as involved as you want to be. Like, you can basically make it an idle game if you want. It'll earn money for you while you're away. Or you can join the Discord and be a little nutcase like I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I really recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's what I'm doing this week. I'm going to give that a go. That yeah, sounds same. great. Christina, what are you doing this week? 
Okay, well, since we're talking about games, uh, I want to give a shout out to, it has mixed reviews on Steam, but I actually think it's hilarious. It's called Airplane Mode, and IFC came out with it. And it is, if anybody ever played Desert Bus, which was like a, a, a Sega CD game where you had to like drive a bus through the desert and keep it at a certain speed limit, and it's like a six-hour journey, is kind of like that, except you're stuck inside an airplane cabin and it recreates like the experience of being in coach. And it's like you just go through the period of, of like what a flight is where you have like stuff on on the TV, you know, behind you and the airline food and, um, you know, reading books and, and you know, dicking around on your phone. And um, it's uh, I miss flying very much. And this this brings me back a little bit. Plus, it's actually hilarious. So uh, I, I that's. That's my little shout out thing. And as for what I'm doing this week, I've been doing some video shoots uh, uh, for uh, work. And um, I'm uh, but with Grant's help. Thank you. Shout out to Grant. We are we are actively working on my office. So <gasps> yay! Oh, wow. I'm so glad. Yay for help. Oh. Brianna, what are you doing this week? I'm trying to save the damn country. You're very y'all. busy. <laughs> I'm very busy. I've been up since 4 a.m. Oh, um, no. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, we are trying to win Nebraska for Carrie Eastman. We're also getting involved in a race in Florida. And it's just this mad blitz because everybody's donating money to Democratic causes and you got to spend it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I've produced 10 television ads uh, in the last nine oh days, which is crazy. Dude, congrats. Uh, for yeah, real. we just tonight we held a um, we held a uh, an event for West Virginia um, uh, for different women in West Virginia, uh, raising money for them. So I just try my best to deliver the Senate and the House and the presidency to restore sanity to this country. <laughs> That's all I'm doing, y'all. That's all. Two weeks left. It's fine. I may not be on the show. After the third, I may take that week off and sleep. So yes, we we do hold that possibility in our future that um, Brie is going to need some time after the election is over, some well earned time, and that is very soon. That is coming up in oh please just about God two weeks. Oh, oh my God, God, yeah, let it so let it be over. It's all happening. And if you want to support what I'm doing, you can do that by going to helptherebellion.com. <laughs> All right. Um, Christina, where can we find you online? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. You can find my stuff at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. And you can listen to uh, my other podcast um, uh, called uh, um, uh, 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 Network to the 5G Future, uh, wherever you get your podcast. The episode this week is about video games, which <gasps> we can all enjoy. Yay. It's actually very good. Yeah. I talked to um, uh, somebody who works at um, Nantech. And uh, about Pokemon Go, I spoke to an analyst at NewZoo, and I spoke to uh, the guy who's the CEO of an esports league, uh, Dignitas. So um, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time. So check that out. Yay. Um, and who, Brie, you did say we're Rebellion Packets, but where can we find you online? Where can you find me online? I believe I'd have to check, but I think it's Brianna Wu on Twitter. Noise. Hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and at youtube.com slash polygon where I finally had a new video come out. It's on architecture and you should watch it. It's very good. Um, I talked to a bunch of people, but we're done talking now. We're going to end the show. You should review this. It's on Apple Podcasts. You should give it a really good review um, and finance my new iPhone habit <laughs> yes. with your stars. Give me stars. I eat them and I poop out money. Please. Thank you. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs>